God's been doing something over the last, I don't know, month I think. Feels like a month, maybe even a little bit more. Just a real sense of, I don't know, I feel like God's just every week just going, come on, come in, come deeper, come deeper, come deeper. And I felt like just over the last couple of weeks, actually God gave me this um, sermon about over a month ago and then Steve got sick. And um, I guess during times of challenge, during times of feeling overwhelmed or during times of where you feel like, where's God, you know? In those moments, where is our new beginning? We get to that point and we think, well, that's, is this it? <laughs> where do we go from here? But I just want to encourage you tonight. I want to just take the time to just encourage you around what new beginnings are. I just want to tell you tonight that you were built for such a time as this. You were built for such a time as this. God has created you with gifts, talents and abilities to glorify him. He has given you influence, platforms and resources to represent and reflect him in earth. Where do you work? Who do you associate with? God has given you platform and resources. Don't underestimate what God can do in you. And you, yes, you were created for his purpose. You were created for his pleasure. You were created. I was created for his pleasure. You were intentionally and strategically planted in the earth by God for such a time as this. God strategically picked you up and went, I'm going to plant you right here where you can have the biggest influence where you are. Your birth was not an accident. So many times and so many people, maybe people even in this room tonight, you've been told, oh, you were an accident. Just happened, I don't know. Really didn't plan to have you. But God knew. God knew. And God had a plan. So it wasn't an accident. It wasn't an accident. The timing of your placement was not by accident. God has planted you in the earth for his pleasure, his will and his plan. Tonight I want to tell you that you've been born for such a time as this. You are in this place at this moment, in this time in your life to be in effect on the people that come into your life. God has not finished with you yet. He has not finished with you yet. God is in this place to stir you up. God is drawing you closer. God is going, I'm not done yet. Draw closer to me and I will draw closer to you. The power of God is real. The power of God to heal and set free is still the same today as it was yesterday. God does not change his mind. God does not forget about you. 
So now it's time to go, what's my job in this? What role do I play in this? Because if God has said all of this about you and me, then what role do I have to play? Do I just sit back and go, oh, awesome, God? love to do that I'd like to be able to do that but God's going no you have a role to play you have a job in this as well the time has come for us to stand up and like Damien spoke about our roots need to be planted deeper our roots need to be planted deeper so we can stand the storms of life if we are not established in God then the storms of life will come And what will they do? If our roots are shallow, it will rip the tree out of the ground. But God's saying tonight, dig deeper, go deeper into him because he has a plan and a purpose for our lives. Amen? Do you believe that? Okay. Isaiah 55, 9 to 11 says, As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. God's ways are higher than your ways. God's thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Our thoughts can be here, but God's thoughts are there. Our ways can be here, but God's way is there. We limit God because we see ourselves as here, but God sees us as there. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes forth out from my mouth. It will not return empty but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. I want to read that again. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. How do we fight? How do we declare? Yeah, we can declare in worship and that's so amazing. But the word of God is powerful. And that word of God does not return to God void or empty, but it sets out to do all that it had been spoken. It doesn't go back to God as empty. It goes back to God with power and authority. So tonight when we declare the power and the the promises of God's word, You know, I remember as a very young Christian and I remember praying and just praying, you know, for your kids and you believe in God and God help us to be really good parents. Help us to teach our children the ways of God. You know, this whole coming into Christianity for me was new. I was, you know, brought up Catholic but having, saying I can have a personal relationship with Jesus, it's like, whoa, that just blows my mind. How does that happen? But he comes and he met met me where I was at. You see, God wants to meet you where you're at. There's no formula. 
It's not do this, do that, tick all the boxes. It's just a heart that says, God, I don't understand at all, but I do understand that I need to be changed. I need a miracle in my life. I need you. And you know, that is the power of God. That is the power of God. When God says something in his word, he means it. He means what he says. He means what it says. If you read the word, it says whatever. And you just take a hold of it and you go, that's what God says. That's what God means. And we stand on that. That's the promise. The very reason why we were created, created by God was for you to prosper, to live in fullness, to be fruitful in all that we do in God. How many of you have been prophesied over? How many of you in this church tonight have been given a word over your life? How many of you can sit here tonight and go, oh, at that moment, that word was amazing. It was so good. Wow, my heart shook, my body shook. I was like, wow, that's so good. How many of you still waiting today for that word to happen? Do you think God's changed his mind? Do you think God's forgotten? But what did God want you to do? Sometimes God speaks to our heart. Sometimes God speaks prophetically into our lives. And we go, oh, great, I can't wait. So good, God. But I think there's a part for us to play in that word coming to pass. We need to take a hold of it. We need to begin to apply it. We need to begin to walk in that and begin to declare and say, God, you said... <laughs> You said, you said my children will be in church. You said my children will come back to you. You promised that to me. So God, I will stand on that and I will hold on that. You see, we've got a part to play in this walk with God. We're not spectators in this. We're hands on, getting dirty and fighting for what we want and fighting for what God wants in our life. It's time to stand up. It's time to take a hold of what God says. Don't let your destiny wither and die by choosing not to trust God or by disobeying God. Don't let your purpose die in the wilderness like the children of Israel. God rescued them. He took them out of the place of pain and suffering. He promised to lead them into the promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Yoo-hoo! Here we go. We're out of here. Dancing, you can imagine. Dancing, singing, celebrating. What happened? Oh. Whinging, grumbling. Bah, God. Ooh, why did he take us out of there? We would have been better off back there whinging, complaining, and sometimes that's how we can be. Exact, well, I know that's how I can be. We can be complaining, not satisfied. God, you know, you said you were going to do this. Blah, 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 whinging and moaning. You know, I, I did a little bit of a look at that and it said that what should have taken 11 days took 40 years. 40 years of whinging in the wilderness. 40 years, I don't know about you, I would have been wanting to go back too, listening to the whinging and whining. That's what they did. 
So what was going to take them 11 days took them 40 years. And then some of them didn't even go over. I don't want to whinge in the desert. I don't want to complain. I want to have faith to believe and to trust my God that what his word says is truth, is truth. They walked in fear instead of faith. They lost their faith. They began not to trust God. They began to doubt. They became disobedient to God. They took their eyes off God and they put their trust in other gods. Sometimes our focus can shift, but we've got to bring our focus back. Who is God? What has God done? You know, we've got to remember what God has done for you and me. We need to remember the moment we met with him, the moment he saved our soul, the moment he touched our heart, the moment the miracle happened. We need to remember how good our God is and focus our attention on that because we can be robbed of what God wants to do because our focus shifts onto other things. We need to realign ourselves pull ourselves back and I know it's hard trust me I know it's hard sometimes but we've got to find a way because you know what God's right there at that moment to meet with us right there the faithfulness of God you know the Bible says in Proverbs 4 23 to 27 above all else guard your heart for everything you do flows from it Keep your mouth free from perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful, careful thoughts to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the left or the right, to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. Guard your heart. Guard our hearts. You know, God hasn't just put this in the Word. This is powerful. God's saying, I'm going to give you tools to help you. God's Word is a manual for our life. He says, guard your heart. Guard what comes in. Guard what comes out. Guard what you say. Guard what you think. Protect your heart. Why is he telling us to protect our heart? Because that's where he dwells. Out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth speaks. So if we don't guard what goes in, what's going to come out? You put dirt in a glass of water, you're not going to get clear water to drink. Let me tell you. Try it. So when we, what we put into us is what's going to come out. If we put dirt into us, that's what's going to come out. But if we put pure water in, that's what's going to come up and come out of our hearts. Amen? We need to guard our hearts. We need to guard against what we speak and how we speak. We need to be declaring the goodness of our God. No matter where we are. No matter where we are. It's not just about being in church, family. It's easy in church. It's easy in church. Go to the workplace. Not so easy there sometimes. It's hard sometimes. Sometimes I have to check myself and go, stop. Just stop. I have to go and, and really pull myself aside sometimes because I feel like get caught up in the moment. Pull myself aside. Rest. God, 
give me wisdom. Father, help me. God, direct me. Help me not to get agitated or frustrated or whatever's going on. Lord, help me. Help me, Father. You know, God wants to help us wherever we are. God wants to give us wisdom wherever we are. doesn't just mean in church. That's the easy place to worship God. But it's in your bedroom. It's at work or it's in your car. It's that time where we're going like, God, I'm so overwhelmed. I have to praise you. I have to declare that you are God. I have to declare the promises of your word that says you are good and you are faithful. You are the great I am. You are the miracle worker. You are my provider. You are my rescue. You are my refuge. You are my fortress. You are my strong tower that I can go to. And sometimes we've just got to speak out all those things that who our God is. We must choose to obey Christ and walk forward in his purpose. Don't hold back and don't stay silent. Stop hiding your gift, your talent, your purpose. Stop comparing yourself. Stop resisting God and stop making excuses. Man, that's me right there in a nutshell. I tick all of those off. All of those. God's been challenging me over the last couple of weeks about a particular gift in my life. And I'm like, really? Who's, am I being good by holding back what God's challenging me on? No. It's not about me, though. It's about what God wants to do. And sometimes it's not about us. Sometimes it's not about how we feel or whether we really want to. God has given you gifts and abilities. Don't let them sit dormant. Exercise those gifts. Use those gifts for the extension of God's kingdom. You can be a blessing to somebody else. You might have a word of knowledge at work. Just come alongside and, hey, how are you doing today? Just feel like you're feeling a bit, you know, bring life where there can be death. Speak truth. Speak truth. You know, that's the, that's the awesomeness of who God is. We need to know that God is for us wholeheartedly. Do you believe that God is really on your side? Do you believe God has got your back? Do you believe God is right there? Come on, he's going, let's do this. We can do this together. We need to be who God says I am. Who are you? Who does God say you are? Or who does the enemy say you are? Why are you doing that? Oh, you can't do that. Really? That's embarrassing if you run around the church. I want to tell you something about last week. Standing next to Julie last Sunday night during worship. And as I'm standing there... I felt this word run came and I went, really? I opened my eyes and I saw Julie running. I was like, oh, God, that is so good. I was like, God, that is so good. You see, but God wasn't telling me to run. He's telling Julie to run. And then after the meeting, when I said to Julie, I got that word and she, I looked up and she was running. You see, that took obedience that took courage. It took 
you know what, I'm going to do it, I might look silly or whatever. It's got nothing to do with it. But what was God wanting to do? You see, sometimes God does crazy things like gets a donkey to speak, gets a person to run around the church. Sometimes God just does stuff and that's where we have to be able to go, we're not going to do crazy stuff just because, oh, that sounds like fun. We do things because we have to trust God that that's what God's saying. That's what breaks the chains. (laughs) That's what breaks the chains. It's not the comfortable space. It's the space where God says, lift up your hands and worship me. Oh, scary. Run around the building. Oh, dance. Oh, I'm I'm overweight. Dance. But I'm overweight. Dance. Does God care if if we're overweight? No. He just wants us to have an obedient heart and bring him a sacrifice of praise and of worship. We want to offer our heart to him. We say, I surrender all to you, Jesus, but don't get me to dance. Don't get me to run around the church. Don't get me to raise my hands. True? That's conditional, isn't it? We put God on condition. I love you, God. Run around the church. No. (laughs) Sorry, Jules. I loved you. You were great. I was so encouraged. (laughs) We need to take time to listen, to trust what God's word says. And we need to do and to be what God wants us to be. You know, we read about King David in Psalms and how he stripped off. Just went nuts dancing for God and everybody pointed the finger. And even his wife was like, really? The king in your underwear? Did you really need to do that? He didn't care. Did he care? No. If he cared, he would have gone, oh, hold on a minute. I'm, I'm in my jocks. Kind of. <laughs> but it didn't matter, did it? Did he care? No. Why? Why didn't he care? Because all he wanted to do was bless God. All he wanted to do, there was something inside of him that said, oh, I've just got to worship you, God. I don't care what I have to do. I'm just going to worship you. And sometimes it costs us something. Sometimes God goes, you need to do this because it's going to break chains off you. You need to do this because if you do it, it's going to change the atmosphere of the meeting. Sometimes it's not about us. It's sometimes it's about what God wants to do in somebody else's life. But we're too selfish to sit there and go, I can't because I'm overweight and I can't do it. And God's going, really? Really? It's about us abandoning ourselves to him. We know this scripture very well. Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. How many of us know that scripture really well? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. 
We go back to the heart where it says, guard your heart, guarding your heart, trusting in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Acknowledge God in all your ways and he will direct your path. The only way our path can be directed is when we trust in God, we guard our heart and we do what he wants us to do. That brings the breakthrough. Acknowledging God in all that we do, in all the paths that we take. John 14, 15, 17 says in the Amplified Bible, If you really love me, you will keep and obey my commandments. If you really love me, you will keep and obey my commandments. And then he says, this is the role of the Holy Spirit. And I ask the Father and he will give you another helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counsellor, strengthener, standby to be with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive and take to its heart because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he, the Holy Spirit, remains with you continually and will be in you. What a powerful scripture. What a powerful promise of God's word. That the Holy Spirit will be in us. He will be in you to guide you. He will be your strength. He will be your advocate. He will be your intercessor. Wow, what a promise of God's word right there for us. Yeah? So the times when we are in those places, remember, hold on, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are my advocate. Holy Spirit, you are my intercessor. Holy Spirit, you are my counsellor. You are my strengthener and you live inside of me. What a promise we have of the power of God abiding in us. The promise of God and the promise of God's word. One more. We all know this scripture as well. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. We're not good. God is good, but we've been created to do good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. There's a lot of walking going on. There's a lot of aligning, isn't there? Stepping up and aligning ourselves with God's word. We are, you are, I am his workmanship. I am his workmanship. I am fearfully and wonderfully made because God is my father. And he, God, you have a plan for my life because you are my father. And you love me and you care about me. And you don't push me aside when I'm being silly. Well, you don't push me aside when I lack 
confidence. You don't push me aside when I feel discouraged. You come alongside and you go, pick me up and let's do this journey together. You see, God's love for us is so powerful, so powerful. We just need to let him love on us sometimes. Sometimes we just got to back off and just go, God, I need you to love on me. I need you more than ever. I need your presence. I don't have anything without who you are. Each day is a gift. Each day, each moment we wake up, it's a gift that God gives us to breathe another breath. To live another day. The power of God at work in you is evident. We just need to take a hold and work and apply it to our life and walk it out. That is God's promise to us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. Never. The one thing I love about God is that he stays the same. He doesn't change. Can I just get the musicians come back, please? That God doesn't change who he is. And tonight I just felt like <clears throat> maybe some, and I, I felt that, you know, just even just during worship, but it was just amazing that God just wants to come and heal hearts. And some of you tonight, as I've been speaking, there's been little droplets of, well, that's me. <laughs> that's me. Oh, that's me. You see, God's challenged me in this word. I haven't just come and gone, oh, that'll be a good, good word for somebody here tonight. Or that's going to be, that. you know, God, God really challenged me about this word tonight. And even as I sat there and I was getting ready to get up and I was like, God, I don't think I can... I can do this, you know. But sometimes you just got to get up and you got to be obedient. And sometimes you just got to get up and let God do what he wants to do. So tonight I want us just to stand. Everybody's standing in this room tonight. And I just want us to quieten our hearts. And I want you to begin to remember what God has done for you. I want you to begin to focus on what He's done, what He continues to do, where He's brought you from. And there might be some tonight where you're really stuck. But God says, I am with you. God says, I am with you. Trust me. Trust me. Some of you need a breakthrough tonight. Walk towards God. Take steps toward Him. Get closer to Him. Rub up against Him. He has a plan for you.
Father, we bless your name, God. Thank you, Lord. Just begin to thank him tonight. Thank him for what he's done for you. Come on, lift your voices. Begin to thank him tonight. Thank you, God, that you saved me. Thank you, God, that you healed me. Thank you, God, that you set me free from drugs and alcohol, God. Begin to lift your voice and thank him tonight. Come on, let's push forward into God tonight. Just go forward into Him. Begin to thank Him for those words that He's promised you. Begin to thank Him for those words tonight.